Natsune Oki was born in Japan. She started her online TV channel Life Up Education, a show to helping people breaking the impossibles by talking with successful people across all industries. Natsune mission is to help people changing their stories around their hardships and turn their obstacles into their fuels at scale with her recently published book called The Game of Self-Domination. A profound and powerful guidebook about self-discovery and creating a strong resilience in life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another one of our episodes. I'm so glad to be back. We have another guest with us in a different country this time. And uh, she's such inspiring stories she had to share with us. And I want everyone on this show to be fully prepared and ready for our special guest who's going to be giving us a full-blow information about her book, about her business, and also about her life. And we do have a guest all the way from Japan, and she's going to be offering us some great tips and ideas. So I'm going to be so excited to ask her some brief questions to get you as a listener to listen. Okay, so I'm going to pass it over now to our great guest. So uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Trevor, for having me. I'm very excited to be on the show today. Oh, absolutely. Um, and obviously, you've got a lot to offer today on this show because um, we're going to go right into it. Perfect. Okay, so um, let's give us a brief idea of who you are and um, a bit of your background, and then we'll go into more details about your, your, uh, your project and your book. Yeah, sounds good. So my name is Natsune Oki. I'm a host at Life Up Education TV and also the author of the book called The Game of Self-Domination within the same domain, Life Up Education TV. And I also have a business agency in Tokyo called Foreign Connect, where I help businesses and individuals to expand their business abroad uh, by basically coordinating international projects between the vendors and then the clients. Okay, that's it. Now, when you're going to into now, you mentioned about connecting businesses on both Atlantic Ocean. Which two countries yeah. are, have you started connecting to and why? I'm sorry, could you repeat your question again? Okay, just to find out you're connecting business opportunity between two countries. Yeah. yeah. Wanted to ask you, what's the reason for doing that and what motivates you to do that? Right. So for me, there's no motivation here. For me, it's more like the way I see it is practicality and discipline. Um, this is something that I mentioned in my book. I talk about Ikigai, which is a philosoph like Japanese philosophical way to describe the reason of being, uh, the reason you live. And in this Ikigai chart, basically, there's different circles explaining um, different purpose in life. And then Basically, this Ikigai concept teaches you to shoot for the center, which covers what you love to do, what you feel passionate about doing, what you need to do, um, what you can, what you're good at doing, what you can make money doing it, right? Like, so basically this Ikigai concept let you um, shoot for the center, uh, center mm -hmm. of the circle. But my approach is different because I come from business background Mm -hmm. uh, where like, I understand the practicality of the execution, which is basically you don't have to put all what you have into one bucket. 
my approach instead is to like um, encourage you to um, diversify your basically income source, for example. So mm -hmm. maybe something you're passionate about, maybe that's not something you can make money off of, like right away, for example. Then you have to also have something that you're good at doing, something that you can make immediate money for. And then you can also have a passion. And so that's kind of like how I'm designing uh, my daily life today now. <laughs> right. So it sounds very much like you're being an agent for both sides of the countries, bringing them together yeah. and to marry so, their ideas. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so basically, it just made sense for me because, you know, given my background and the skills that I have and everything like that just being laid out, it just made sense for me to have that kind of business model. Right, right. Now, the interesting side of it, what you're doing is we have different cultures. People go into culture shock when they're going mm -hmm. overseas to do in Japan and America, two different cultures. And there are certain mm -hmm. ways in the Japan culture that American society are not too aware of when they're doing business in terms of how you greet, how you shake your hands and et cetera. Is that something you're also finding to break the barrier between American businesses and Japan business? Do you find that's a lot involved as well? Yes, exactly. And that's basically my value proposition lay uh, because, you know, the problem between these companies oftentimes is the communication aspect of it, the managing the people aspect of it, especially when it comes to Japanese clients. Uh, that's something that's foreign to them. They, don't, they haven't worked with foreign vendors before. They don't even know how the communication works. And that's where I come in as a project manager who can kind of basically give them the right direction for them to like um and basically i do that on behalf of them so they don't have to do it they mm -hmm. can always go through me whenever they have to communicate with the foreign vendors and that's right. kind of the model right so when you're involved with putting the two side continent together what things do you come across is it mostly financial education what kind of businesses are people looking at that you tend to get involved in with Japan and the United States working together? Um, I mean, the companies really vary. Um, the very decent one that I worked with is technology uh, field. I also mm -hmm. get some brands like uh, D2C. Um, yeah, so those are like mainly like software, sometimes even like media, uh, tech, to see i'm trying to get into real estate right so it's interesting we always start off with something that we have a passion for but suddenly our career changes to something else when you were growing up was this something you already had in mind or was mm -hmm. it something that your parents said no we want you to be a lawyer we want you to be a doctor or something else did you ever come across those kind of scenarios so if i have to talk about passion then i do have to talk about not the foreign connect but life app education tv the reason being that um as i mentioned the chart right the ikigai chart the way i see it is diversification once again coming from like very logical practical standpoint i understand there's like passion but some sometimes passion is not something that's optimal for you to make money off of right away then you'd have to have something of your skill, something that makes sense for you to make the immediate money regardless of your passion. So like me being logical in that picture, like that's just kind of how I laid 
uh, I come up with the idea of uh, Foreign Connect. But if I want to talk about my passion, then it has to be Life Up Education TV. And yes, to your question, I think I have always had that in me where like nobody could have put me down really. Um, you know, I was a really different kid. Um, and, you know, especially in high school, I talked about this in my book very briefly, but I almost got kicked out of high school because I was such a different kid. And I got, I, I caught a lot of attention, like unwanted attention too, uh, from teachers, from, you know, people who are surrounding myself with and every, like, you know, classmates and everything like that. And the thing is like, people, constantly try to define me right for who I am me being a failure me being a loser whatever because I was a different um but I just couldn't let those negativity I just couldn't let those labels and uh judgment like definition to define me like what they were telling me who I am so I was always had I always had that in me and I was applying that voice, very strong voice, encouraging myself to like say no to everyone who's telling me that I'm a loser because that, that was the only way. That was the only mm. option I had at that point, right? Um, and so I, I was using that to myself, but at some point as I grew up, as I, you know, my interests got more sophisticated and everything like that, basically my interest expanded and I just, at some point I just said, I want to do this for more people. Like I want to do this at scale. I feel like I'm good at it. I've been practicing it for so, so long. Mm -hmm. uh, even like subconsciously, I already had that in me. Uh, I put it in practice because I was always a different kid and there's something in there, something of a value in there that I can, you know, uh, deliver as a message to the world because I know that it's, it's, everybody's problem it's not only my problem right and some people people react to it differently and mm -hmm. uh, at least for me this has been the way um that i know how i can maintain my confidence how i can maintain positive mindset when you meet you know negativity when you meet rejections when you meet uh hardships and that's kind of how genuinely I want to spread that message to the world because I know that so many people suffer from it. Right. Now, this is a very powerful point you made there because I believe right now there's a lot of people going through that right now with the pandemic, low self-esteem, confident, people pushing them left and center. I want to ask you, during those period of trying to define you, people trying to tell you who you are, did you... Are you at the point where you were trying to prove something to others or prove to yourself that who you are? What kind of things were you going through at that time? Was it something you're trying to prove to others? Say, look, I've got a business now. This is what I'm doing. Or was it something, this is what I want to do. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. Tell me a little bit about that, that walk and experience. Right. So I think it's both, a little bit of both. And for me, I'm a biggest believer of we are all confused. Nobody has figured anything out. <laughs> right. And I'm talking about university speaking. And what I mean is, so there's actually this one quote that I heard was pretty impactful. I still can't forget. Someone said, you are confused if you're stupid. Mm -hmm. You're confused if you're smart. And mm -hmm. perhaps you're more confused if you're smart. 
And life is about figuring out how to use your confusion to your benefit. And when I heard that, I like that was mind blowing moment because I realized something like shit. I this whole this time I was trying really hard, trying to figure out everything, but fuck, nobody has figured anything out. Right, <laughs> University right. speaking, speaking. And to back to your point, I don't like like I understand like I understand the ideology. I understand what I'm supposed to say, but in reality. I'm all about practice. Like I'm all about practicality. I'm all about execution. What makes you produce? What like so I can say ideological idea, whatever, but in the end, I think what matters is what makes you keep going. So mm -hmm. whatever the method is, if you are in a position to say, like, you know, revenge, like I'm gonna show that motherfucker versus like. I'm going to show it to myself, whatever it is. Like, I don't care the method. Mm -hmm. What I care is how can you keep produce? Like, how can you keep producing when things get hard? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm more, um, I'm more very particular to, I'm more particular about the mindset. I'm more particular about the productivity over like the method. Mm -hmm. So back to your question i guess my thing is i don't care too much about the method uh, so whenever i meet the situation whatever is necessary i have to practice that as a method right now it's interesting because now you're doing a business where you're connecting two businesses software companies together from japan united states going back to the mindset for the sake of our listeners if they want to go on this journey where you are with different cultures, bringing business together, especially for business. What kind of mindset would you say people need to have that you're now doing? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what kind of mindset uh, would you say you need to have with the kind of work that you're doing right now, bringing businesses together from Japan in our state, for the sake of the listeners, because mm -hmm. they're thinking, oh, I can't do this. Automatically, they shut down. But you have overcome that based on the narrative that people were saying about you was not correct, but you found yourself. Now you've got a business where you're connecting two businesses together. What kind of mindset does that person have to have to get that success, what you're getting already? Um, I think um, the way I look at it is like, not particularly to my business model, but maybe this applies to any kind of entrepreneurship any kind of like mindset um is that mm, i think the biggest thing is like when you're a leader you just can't lead anyone if you're a victim that's mm -hmm. number one when you're a leader like you just can't lead anyone if you're scared that's second point so basically, I want to expand on that. Um, the, the first one is actually bigger. I think the hands down something um, as a mindset that you have to have as a leader, regardless of what kind of business model you have or regardless of what kind of business you want to have. Even like you don't have a business, that's okay too. Like if you want to be a leader in your life, I think it's very crucial. It's very important that you don't be a victim in life. 
And what I mean is like, it's a weakness. It's a sign of weakness that mm. we want to point finger at the other people. But in reality, all you can do is pointing finger at yourself because even if you point finger at other people, that's out of your control. You can't control it. Mm. And what happens if you focus on things that you cannot control? You're just going to be miserable. Like mm. there's no solution. Mm. So you need to start focusing on things that you can control, which is to point finger at yourself and say, what can I do? Shit is here. What can I do? Um, so I think regardless of whatever the business model you have, whatever the business you're in, if you want to be a leader in your life, that's completely important uh, point everybody needs to address. And another, another point I said, you can't lead if you are scared. I think it's not the absence of uh, fear because leaders or the people, like we're all people, we, we are all scared, but I mm -hmm. think the quality in leader is that they bring in certainty in uncertain situations. That's a quality as a leader. Um, mm. We are scared and some people stop there. Some people, for some people, it's good enough reason for them not to pursue something because they're scared, right? Mm. But leaders are, in that sense, leaders are a little bit crazy because regardless of this fear that they have, they still choose to lose on their own sword, basically, right? Like, because they choose to take the risks. Mm. Um, and I think for any leaders, it's important that, yes, it's okay, you're scared, but you should know that the role of you as a leader is to bring in the certainty when everybody's in uncertain. Um, so those are the two things that kind of like came to my head like right away now. Right. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our wonderful guest all the way from Japan talking about, do you feel rejected or you have to point your finger to yourself? So here's a journey of our special guest who's telling us how you can overcome rejection. And she's done it. She's proven it. Now it's an opportunity for you to now to able to take heed to our guest to take us further into a story on the great things that she's planning for herself. Now, what I find very interesting is this conversation is because we're looking at the time we're in now, the pandemic. People's lives are a little bit low because of the situation, what's going on. And what I want to ask you is, what would you say is the biggest difference and change you've seen from then till now, based on you? What's the difference have you noticed? I'm sorry, could you repeat your question? Sorry, yeah. Because of the, you made such transformation throughout your life, mindset, building up a business, etc., and etc. What I want to ask you is, how, how? What's the biggest change for you from where you were to where you are now? What's the difference you've noticed? I think I got stronger. I got much stronger, and I think that's because I just shut down all the other options. I made it in a way that there was no other option but to be stronger. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's not so, it's not so, like for my case, it happened more by option, like, uh, sorry, more by decision. It was more by the mindset. It was more by the dedication, commitment. 
maybe sometimes they happen by contextual reasons, right? Like sometimes they happen because of life happens, right? But in my case, it was more like I made it intentionally. I made it that way. Uh, but back to your question, yeah, I think I became way stronger because I have just I just shut down all the other options. Right, right. And now, what I want to ask you, obviously, did you find the transformation throughout your life? Did you find it quite frightening and uncomfortable? Yeah, did you find that your transformation throughout your life? Tell us your experience. Was it a frightening experience and the changes? Or did you feel very uncomfortable, but yet you were able to make it? Tell me your emotional feelings with the transaction you've made. Um, can you repeat your question again? Oh, sorry, yeah. I was, asked, I was asking if based on your transformation, your life change, mindsets and etc., was it a very frightening experience for you? Or did you feel uncomfortable to get out of the box? Tell me your emotional feelings. How was it for you? Um, how did I feel? to be out of the box yes. to look at things out of the box yes um i think like honestly it was very uncomfortable i think everybody feels uncomfortable like it's scary to be different it's scary to take a different path it's scary it scares shit out of you right and i mean it's normal it's human, like natural natural reaction but i think for my case was that my frustration or my fear of not being myself was way bigger than my fear of failure. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what it is. I think people who uh, choose to strive in their life, that's what they have is exceeded fear of not being themselves than mm -hmm. comparing to the fear of losing, fear of failure. So that's, yeah, that's how I interpret it. Right. Absolutely. Now, what's interesting, you've moved on. You've built your business. You're connecting businesses together from Japan, United States. Also, you've set up a very interesting TV network. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit more about the name of that TV project and what it does? Yeah. So it's called the Life Up Education TV. And I talk about mindset, obviously. I talk about but mindset is like the major thing. So I'm just going to keep it that. But, ba but basically the purpose of the show is I wanted to create the platform that really trigger people and encourage people to do something in their life, right? Um, yeah. And why? Because coming from, like I worked in the tech industry and there I realized my passion for future. I'm very excited about future. Um, I'm not a person to um, dwell on the past too much. I'm mm -hmm. not the person who dwells on what has already happened too much, mm -hmm. but I'm always so excited about the new idea of new, exciting, like um, exciting new. And then, so that's why like Life Up Education TV was born because Life Up Education TV is about a media that talks about future, that talks about excitement, that talks about possibility, not the data, not the history, but possibility. Um, and then 
so the way I describe the media, I, I tell people it is a media that talks about the possibility of humanity from the perspective of art and science, because art in a sense that once again, we are looking at the future, the possibility of the humanity, which the foundation of that possibility comes from unlocking human emotion, because we we don't want to, we don't create anything if we don't try it, right? Like it all starts from our ambition. It all starts from our emotions. So that's mainly basically what I want to talk about in the network, in the show. And then I use the word science as well, because like we can be all like positive thinker. We can be all like this like idea person, like people with idea. But in reality, we also need to execute on the ideas. Hmm. What helps us to execute is the data. What helps us to execute is the intelligence that only human being in this earth have. Um, so we have this. We have this ability to learn from the data we have this ability to uh progress from our failure progress from our past experiences um so that's why like i also want to talk about the science part which really comes down to what we have already learned so mm. far as for example process for example as a method um so back to your question i want to talk about the emotion like what makes us inspire what makes us want to create something what makes us want to like you know maximize maximize our possibility mm -hmm. in the same degree i also talk about processes um in the perspective of like science so mm -hmm. what does that mean like we have this idea now we also let's talk about how we can achieve it mm -hmm. now i want to just elaborate more on the possibilities you mentioned possibilities because I believe people today on this show probably might be feeling low, feel rejected, feel they don't have no hope. The pandemic is confusing them. Your network is, is a very empowering network. So what would you say are the possibilities for anybody on this show for this year? What would you say? Mm -hmm. um, my message, my one message from the show? Yes, your main message from the show, yes. So I would say you're not sad, you're not depressed, you're just weak. Mm. I think the way I rephrase it, I think it just makes people realize something because when you rephrase that you're sad, you're depressed, you're hopeless to I'm scared, I'm vulnerable, I'm being weak, then all of a sudden it's under your control. Mm. So you can literally create the space for you to like do something about it instead of being passive about it. So that's what I would say. Right. Now your show, who is it mostly targeting? Professionals, parents, or anybody? Who mostly your target client to your show? Like, honestly, anyone can watch it. Anyone can, uh, you know, the great thing about that is I don't particularly say, like, I don't particularly give people, like, in this situation, you should watch it because the show really predicates on, like, talking about mindset, which can be applied to any situation, right? Like, regardless of how old you are, 
regardless of like what kind of life story you have it's it's specialized in mindset I, I, I guess I don't necessarily try to specialize in mindset but it comes out that way because I'm such like a mindset nerd um, right. and that's why I think every anyone who wants to strive who want to like keep going regardless of uh, hardships and rejections and failures can definitely benefit from it right now I want you to tell me everybody talks about mindset but what I've noticed a lot of people don't understand how the mindset works what do I do so from your perspective can you give us an insight for the listeners when you say mindset what's the process what is a mindset what can it do so mindset is something that you need to train it's something that you you can't assume you have already like it's a you need to train it daily in a daily basis. Um, so you have to have the fitness, right? Like just like a muscle, you have to train it. Mm. Um, and that's really it. Like that summarized mindset, right? Like you have to have um, the right mindset to um, overcome whatever that's thrown to your life. And actually, without necessarily, like, without experiencing the power of mindset, it's very hard to explain what it is. Because mm -hmm. some people, like, when you experience it, you know how powerful it is. But mm -hmm. it's very hard to tell people who don't believe in it that it's mm -hmm. important. And, like, mm -hmm. my thing is, like, I have no interest in convincing people who don't want what I offer. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay. Like, I'm not going to tell you like you have to do this or do that because I don't want anyone to tell me what I need mm. to do. Mm. Um, so my thing is more like finding the product and market fit in a sense that like, here's what I have. If you value mindset, I know you're gonna enjoy, like I know you're gonna benefit from it. Mm. But if you don't care about mindset, like it's not the show for you, like it's mm. not. Um, mm. So that's kind of how my approach works. And basically, okay, so back to your question. Mindset is something that you can have as an asset when you face hardships, when you face um, adversities, rejections, failures in life. Um, and mindset is something that you don't naturally have. It's something you need to train, keep training. Like mm -hmm. it's endless training forever. Mm -hmm. I agree with you because uh, I tend to find that people's brain become lazy when they don't exercise on the brain. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time on the body training, but we spend little time in the brain. And so people get a bit misconfused thinking I'm doing well pumping iron or going to the gym, I'm jogging, but the brain is still having to get to be need to exercise. It needs a lot of um, vitamin B, it needs a lot of... Um, supplements into the mind need to be reading the right books so i understand what you mean because some people do have a conflict when it comes to mindset so for me personally for mindset i do a lot of reading uh, i like to meditate a lot in my quiet times and it's very rare i go on my mobile first thing in the morning i leave my mobile yeah and i focus on the positive things write down things and etc so that's how i meditate and that's how i build my brain constantly every day so from your side mm -hmm. how do you train yourself if you give our listeners a bit of a feel of mindset 
I have two things that I do, uh, but I think for me, majorly is that it kind of comes out of necessity too. Like, I don't have like a set of like, I cannot live without, like, I don't have that because for me, it's kind of like, I'm, I only have myself to rely on. Like, I don't got any other like wall to rely on. I only have myself to rely on. So it just kind of like comes out of necessity. Like the fact that I'm so ambitious, the fact that I just can't let myself lose. Like that's, that's where my actual like source of the motivation, the source of the mindset training comes from. Um, so that being said, I do have like two things that I do daily. Um, one way to do it is I listen to positive voices too. Like whenever I get like, you know, doubts, maybe like rejections. I mean, like you're a business owner, like basically all you hear all day long is no's, right? Like bunch of no's. What do I do? I also like search for people who are going through the same thing. Maybe people who been through what I've been through already, um, people who encourage other people. Um, so I, I some like consciously look for voices that tells me yes, because right. I hear so much no's. And then the second one I do is I write down my goals. I write down my mm -hmm. vision because that really stimulates what I want in life. Um, and that really puts me right back into the right focus uh, when, whenever I lose edge a little bit or lose focus. Right, right. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, we have our special guest on trees, our life coach today, who is showing you exactly how you can change your mindset if you feel in rejection. Now, I want to move on. You've done something very interesting. You've wrote a book. So could you tell us a little bit about the name of the book and what was your reason? For writing the book as well yes and actually sorry um i i didn't mm, i i want to make make it clear but i guess i'm not necessarily i don't see myself as a life coach right. i i i do provide more like a mindset tips yes mm -hmm. uh, but i'm not sure if i'm qualified as a life coach but anyway so i just wanted to throw that out uh, yes. just for the clarification and yes. anyway my book, it's called The Game of Self-Domination. And I talk about how one can create mental transformation in life in three different phases. The first phase I talk about, let's create emotion that's crazy enough for you to commit. What do I mean? In the first phase, in like in the first phase, anyone need in order for them to commit to a dream is crazy emotion. Emotion that's so strong enough that you have no other option but to commit to something. Mm -hmm. And for you to come to the point, I noticed that you need both inspiration and desperation. What I mean is inspiration in a sense that you need to have this burning desire of whatever you want to achieve. Like, like you need to see the light. You need to see the vision. You need to see something that excites you so much that you just can't even go to sleep. Like that level of excitement. And then in the same degree, you need to have desperation in a sense that like you have to say enough is enough. Like, like this ain't it. Like I need to make some sort of change for me to strive in life. Like I'm so sick of who I am right now. I'm so sick of where I am today. Um, and, and plus in addition to that, what you need is exceeded inspiration 
compared mm -hmm. to the desperation. So your inspiration needs to exceed your desperation because if all you see is desperation, then mm -hmm. you're never gonna try. Like you're just too scared. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I talk about in the first phase. And then um, I give different exercises because it's like mm -hmm. a practical steps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some, some step I give people like things to read I give people 70 different quotes you can read. Um, so those are like the type of exercise you have to go through in the first phase. And it once again, the purpose of that is all about coming up with that crazy emotion that you're ready to finally commit. And in the second phase I talk about, now we start talking about how can you persevere? And this phase is more important because, you know, the first phase, like I said, it's all about emotion, but now, it comes with practicality. It comes with logical thinking. You need to actually have these logical aspects when, as you are executing on the idea, right? Um, so in this space, I talk about the importance of self-awareness. Um, I talk about how can you see these rejections with the logical sense mm -hmm. and like, what you should be scared of which is not to fail but to like live life just like noticing that you just wasted the whole life <laughs> like so yeah. i mean like so going through the different um phase and even mm -hmm. the second phase um you just discover different stories that i give you different exercises you have to go through to even like come to the realization of like what do you really want like mm -hmm. how in order for you to persevere, you need to really get to that point. You need to really understand what you want. Um, so that's what I talk about. And then basically I design it in a way that it's a test, like whatever you face, like, mm -hmm. you know, failure, rejection, whatever, it's a test. The way I describe, for example, happiness borrowing from the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle, he says, happiness is virtue activity of the soul. Basically, in order for someone to stand up and get whatever the happiness they want, it's a test. Like life is a big fucking test. Mm -hmm. Like, do you deserve, do you deserve the amount of success you want? Like mm -hmm. it's a test. So mm -hmm. I kind of design it in that way uh, for people to really like see it that way, right? Like if you deserve it, you're going to keep going. Like, so that's right. like, that's the message there. And in the third phase, I talk about but what is happiness? What is success? Because up until this point, we we talked, we spent a lot of time talking about let's redefine failures. And mm -hmm. a lot of people do. And this is completely super important topic for any entrepreneurs out there, for anyone out there who wants to strive in their life. But there's not enough talk around let's redefine success and happiness. Mm -hmm. um, and it really late it comes down to the topic of self-importance, like the importance of self, uh, self, sorry. It really comes down to the topic of the self-awareness. Right. Um, but the third phase, I spent all my time talking about that, like what, what makes you happy. And like, it has nothing to do with what other people, how other people see you. Like you can be broke as fuck and you can be still super happy. Like, it doesn't matter. Like really whatever they say, whatever they see in you, it really doesn't matter. Um, right. So in the third phase, I really get down to it. Like no BS. Like I literally 
get straight to the point of like, what do you want? Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. so that's like basically the flaw, uh, right, flow right. of the right. whole book. I must say the way you've described the book, it sounds very deep. Um, you've really took your time and put details in there that will connect and align with people to say, you know what, this makes sense. This relates yeah. to me, yeah. So again, um, the book that you've written, is it available on Amazon or where is it available? Yes, it is available on Amazon. Once again, the name of the book is The Game of Self-Domination. Um, I also have it on my website, lifeupeducationtv.com. And there I listed like different, uh, I listed what you can expect basically from the inside of the book. Uh, you can see it as a video form as well. And you can also download the simple uh, sample, 10 page sample from the, right. my website. Right. Now, something came to my mind, is this book in different languages or just, is it in different languages, the book? What is it? Your book, is it, is it designed in different languages? Is it English, oh, does French? Oh, ah. right. No, actually I only have it as a English for now, but I definitely, I was thinking, so it's so funny because when I told my Japanese friends that I published the book, like everybody, literally everybody assumed that I published it in Japanese. And then oh. the next moment, like I would tell them, like, no, I published it in English. I was like, why? Oh, <laughs> so, like, yeah. Super yeah. unpredictable. It was so funny. But yes, I do have to have it in other languages. I think I'm planning on at least, at least getting the Japanese version published very soon. Um, right, right. So it, you're looking at the book being international, but for now, just yeah. Japan, is that right? Yeah, right now I'm in Japan. But okay, I wrote right. it. All right. So is that so are you in the tension of doing some more books, writing some more books? Uh for now. So it's still in the idea phase. I'm thinking if it makes sense, I might in the future. I'm thinking about launching like some sort of like a study group very mm. soon. But okay, so this is not defined, so I'm not gonna not gonna miss. I'm just gonna keep it, keep my mouth shut. But yeah. yes, if it makes sense for me in the future, I will. Right, okay, right. So wonderful. So what we've got here is a fantastic package, I would call it, that's able to be ready to deliver to the people who want to overcome emotional problems and rejection. And I find it very powerful. And you are performing that. You're not only just talking it, but you're demonstrating it. And that's powerful because that's what makes the message become more real. People talk these days, but they're not delivering. And I think you're able to deliver that from your personal experience, from what you went through to where you are now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? This has been a, absolutely a fantastic opportunity to have our guest all the way from Japan to talk about her experience. Now, there's one final question I want to ask. What is your long-term plan? What plan do you have in place? Uh, I think the only long-term plan that I have is to be happy. Like, I can't take anything for granted. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. Like, mm -hmm. how can I even make a plan? <laughs> like, for me, right. it's like, it's all good. If I'm happy, I'm good. Right, right. So are you intending, when things calm down a bit, are you intending to travel? America, Canada, are you going to be looking at traveling? Oh. Is that on your mind? Right, yeah. No, I, yeah, mm -hmm. America for sure. Um, 
I'm just kind of like doing everything remotely right now. Uh, I have some clients from, actually, I have some clients from Europe right now. Um, so maybe I might even travel to Europe, but um, yeah, currently I'm just doing everything remotely. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think I will probably traveling. Okay. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Now, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, do you have a social media? Do you have a website? Could you give us your yes. details? Yes. My social media is, you can find me under Life Up Education TV. I'm on LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. My name is Natsune Oki. You can also search me up and then probably Life Up Education TV probably comes to the top. Um, but yeah. I'm all, all over. You can also find me on YouTube. I forgot if I said it. Wow. wow. You're almost on every channel. Every channel you can yeah. find. Yeah. Absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic. Well, what I can say, I want to say thank you so much for being with us. I've really been moved by your story, which I'm sure our listeners were able to apply what you've delivered in this show. So, ladies and gentlemen, we want to say thank you to our guests. And uh, again, we'll be back again to the next episode show. Yes, you can. So take care and look after yourself. Take care. Bye. No matter who you are or what your status is, you know that your success cannot depend on the opinions of others. Like the wind, opinions change. As the weather, opinions change frequently. To succeed in any endeavor, you must stay the course, no matter what the cost. Interview guests who share their story and life success overcoming the impossible. Trevor is a real-life talking expert with surefire tips to help you on your journey and how to come out of your comfort zone. If you have a life-changing story to share to the world, or would like Trevor to be a guest on your show simply email us at info at livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. Remember yes you can.